don't try to reschedule the one-on-one if you can avoid it. And if you do, you know, always reach out to them, say, listen, some came up, I need to move it. Because you want, you don't want them to feel that they're not important, right? The direct reports are not important. And I've had this experience personally, I've had managers cancel one-on-ones with me. They just cancel them. They reschedule them all the time. They show up super late or they don't even show up. I've had that. And so what kind of message does that send? It's not a good message. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Welcome to another episode of Management Development Unlocked. I am supremely glad you're here. While you still have your device in your hand, I'd like to ask three favors, please. Number one, please subscribe to the show. Number two, please share the show with just one other person. And number three, go to GerardTrainingSolutions.com and download my free ebook on becoming a manager. Today, I have Vidal Gropera with me. Vidal, welcome to the show. Who are you and what do you do? Hi, thanks for having me. So I'm Vidal Gropera and well, I do a lot of different things. I'm an entrepreneur. Right now, I am building an AI coaching platform and initially I'm focusing on job interviews. I also run a website and a podcast at managersclub.com. So I, cause I've been an engineering manager, so I love all these things, management and finally, I'm an author. I've written a couple ebooks. Well, I can't wait to dig into all of that. So thank you very much for being here. So our focus today is on one-on-ones. And in my book, I talk about one-on-ones so often that my, my editor actually said, look, we've got we've to consolidate this, okay? Because it came up several times in the book in different places. And so uh, we're just finishing the line in it now, and, and she really condensed that down. But I really believe in the power of one-on-ones, and, and I know that you do too, so I'm really interested in digging in on that. So, I, so sorry, go ahead. N- sorry, I was going to say, I love that topic. I, this is a great topic. Yeah, it's, I think it's critical for new managers to master, because I think we've all been through some really good one-on-ones where good things happen, and we felt more bonded to our manager, and we've had the opposite happen, where you've had a one-on-one where you walked away feeling like, what was that? I'm like, what was that about? So so let's not do that. So starting from the top, if you imagine a funnel, we're going to start at the top of the funnel. From your perspective, Vidal, why are one-on-ones so important? Oh my gosh. They're, they're so important. Someone said they're the manager's superpower. I forget who said that, and I totally agree with it. I think they're important to, one, build trust and connection with your team. I really, I really love connecting with the people on my team. And so it's just a great way to do that and build, you know, that trust and connection. It's also a fantastic way to get ahead of problems because people tell you things in a one-on-one, which they might not tell you, you know, in a big meeting uh, or publicly. So if just having one-on-ones, you can get ahead of so, so many problems. It's a great place to give feedback, coaching, career development. There's so many things. Um, I think they're probably the most important meeting a manager can have every week. And they're actually my favorite meetings. There's not a lot of, me- you know, managers deal with a lot of meetings, but these are my favorite meetings of the week. I agree. I always enjoyed holding one-on-ones and with my favorite managers, as I look back, I always looked forward to that time because I always considered it sacred time between me and Brent or me and Jeff or, or, or Sandy and me. 
and and just being able to sit down and just talk about stuff and walking away being really clear on you know what to do next and how well I was doing so far and things to correct it, it a good one always feels I always felt uplifted after a good one on one yeah absolutely absolutely you should leave encouraged yep totally agree well let's dig down a little bit what's the purpose of a one on one why do it well as i said they have multiple purposes one it's an opportunity for the direct report. I would, right now we're talking about one-on-ones where it's like manager to direct report. There's also peer one-on-ones and one-on-ones with your upper management. But I'll just talk about right now where it's, you're the manager and having a one-on-one with one of your direct reports. I'd say one of the most important things, an opportunity for that person, your direct report, to ask any questions they might have, questions they might be afraid to ask, ask about priorities, get career advice, understand where they stand performance-wise. There's so many benefits for, for that person. And conversely, for the manager to build a connection with them, try to build trust, get ahead of problems by hearing you know, maybe what's on people's minds, what questions do they have, things like that. Also give career advice, coaching, direction. There's so many things that are, it's usually a short meeting. So one of the challenges is packing all that stuff in to only 30 minutes or so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my my favorite one-on-ones were always the longer ones, 45 minutes or 60 minutes. But that's kind of more the exception than the rule these days, especially if you have a large team. You'd spend all your week in one-on-ones. Yeah, that's, that's right. I find oftentimes, yeah, you just run out of time. So- Yep. That's when you that's when you get up and go for a walk and get a coffee and keep talking. So how do you run a good one-on-one? So as the manager, how do you structure it? How do you make sure that your team member is is getting value and you're getting the information you need? So I think the ideal structure has three parts. The opening part should really be whatever the direct report wants to speak about. So I always start out with like what's on your mind, how are you doing, maybe even some small talk, you know, because nowadays if you're remote, you don't really get to see them in the office or go by their desk. You might want to check, you know, how's the family, things like that. So maybe open with a little bit of connection and then ask them what's on their mind. What do they want to talk about? And if that's all you get through in the one-on-one, like their items, that's fine, you know, usually because I think that's very, very important. Now, once you make it through that, the second part of the structure would be opportunity for you as the manager to, you know, say your part. Maybe you want to explain something, ask them something, give them feedback, things like that. So that would be like the second part, be the manager's turn. And then finally, the last section you could use around coaching, career development, where they are and their career goals and performance. You don't often get to that every week. And if you don't, then it's kind of important to set aside a one-on-one every once in a while just to talk about that. But if you do have time at the end, you can touch base on that that part as well. All right. Well, that's a that's an easy three-step, kind of a three-step process or, or a three-step structure. So that makes it really easy. I've seen one-on-one templates that have like seven or eight items in them. And it just, it seems overwhelming. Not something that I would teach in any of my classes for sure. Yeah, that seems like too many, you know, especially it's usually like a half hour meeting. Yeah. So 
kind of hard to cover that many topics. Yep. So I know on your website, you've got some question banks, things that you can ask during a one-on-one. So please wax eloquent and tell us about the questions you can ask during a one-on-one to ensure it's not rote and boring. So I came up with this because when I was early on as a manager, lots of times I didn't know what to ask people. You know, you can say, you know, how's it going? How are you doing? And then, and then what? So, and so to not make it boring, I collected a lot of different questions you can ask. You can ask things like, yeah, there's like 300 on the list, but things like, okay, what would you do differently if you were the manager? Or who do you get along well with in the team? Who do you look up to? Where are you going on vacation next month? You know, like there's so many different things you can ask. And there's even apps I've seen where you could just like kind of randomly spin the wheel and come up with a question. You know, like there's all these like decks people have like conversation starters. So a lot of them are just like conversation starters, different topics, and I have them in different categories as well. So let's see on my list, I have things like, you know, about yourself, about the manager, career development, general conversation starters, how you sat, are you satisfied with your job? You know, do you get to do enough coding? Do you have to do enough writing, speaking, you know, things like that. Questions about the team, how you think the team is doing. Like there's so many things. Work-life balance, you can ask them about. So just having uh, all these available, and sometimes it's good to reflect on it so you don't always ask the same thing. Perfect. That's good stuff. That's really good to know. I wonder if some of my old managers read through your book or read through your list because I, I had some managers who who always had something up their sleeve. So good stuff. Yeah. All right. And then finally, what's the outcome of a good one-on-one? So I think if your direct report leaves with no questions so that they're clear on what they're supposed to do and how their work is going and where they stand, I think that's great. I think you've accomplished a lot if you can do that. So that would be good. And then if you as the manager can leave with having built some connection and trust with your one-on-one and with your direct report, better said, that that's great. That's a great outcome. Yeah, I agree. Building that relationship, I think, is really important. Uh, one of the things that I'm really keen on is that managers these days, more now more than ever, need to have a measure of empathy. And you can build empathy by getting to know folks better, taking a walk in their shoes, so to speak. And so the one-on-one is a fantastic time to do that. Yeah. If I, if I could add to that. So I think some mistakes that managers make in one-on-ones is making them like an interrogation. So if it's like a one-on-one status meeting and you're just asking them, hey, what's up with this project? Why is it late? Or what's going on? Or you're interrogating them. That's a really bad way to, to run it. You want to build it, run it in a way. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm on your side. I'm here to help you. What's going on? Like that. Yep. Totally agree. Is there anything else we should be thinking about when it comes to one-on-ones? Oh, there's so many. There's so many things. There's um, so. Let's see. If you're, you want to talk from the point of view of the manager, right, or from the direct report? From the manager. From the managers. Uh, Note taking. Okay, I think it's important to take notes in a one-on-one, and this for a couple reasons. One, it helps the person. You know, it, it kind of signifies that what they're saying is important, right? Because you're bothering to write it down. And I think even just the process of writing it down can help you 
like remember about it later. So oftentimes when I'm writing, you know, performance reviews or feedback, I'll look through my notes, you know, from previous one-on-ones. And I think it's also good practice. I did this with some of my reports and everybody does this. I keep a running one-on-one document where you keep notes of what happened and the topics. So I think note-taking is important. Yep, I agree. As a as an employee, I would be the one who kept that that document. So in addition to my coming to meetings with my agenda, I would also have the running document that I would keep and share with my boss. But as a manager, I think that's a good practice as well. Anything else we should consider? Well, I think it's important to come well prepared to the one-on-one. So if you're the manager and you had some action items from last time. Somebody asked you, hey, I'm having a problem with HR and I need something. Uh, I've had a problem with my visa or something. If you had an action item, it's really important to come with an answer to that if you can, because otherwise it feels like the request isn't important. I think it's also important to kind of look at what the status of their work is before you come in. So like this has happened to me. It's kind of bad. Like you go to one-on-one and either... Your manager doesn't know what you've been up to, or you don't know what your direct report has been up to. And then that's just not good, right? Like you should, direct report should be able to come in and kind of know, okay, my manager kind of already knows what I'm working on. So now I just have some other questions. So I think it's important to prepare for the one-on-one to take a quick look, you know, what are they up to? What's the status of these projects? So you don't, so you don't end up making it like a one-on-one status meeting or interrogation, right? You already kind of know, and you can ask better questions. Yep. Let's avoid the interrogation. Yeah. So prepare. You have to prepare a little bit to to go in. And then I'd say one other thing as a manager is to be careful with rescheduling one-on-ones. And I I never did the, I I don't do the best job of this. I'll tell you, because a lot of times, you know, people put meetings on your calendar and, you know, a corporation, there's always lots and lots of meetings. But if at all possible, don't try to reschedule the one-on-one if you can avoid it. And if you do, you know, always reach out to them and say, listen, some came up, I need to move it. Because you want, you don't want them to feel that they're not important, right? The direct reports are not important. And I've had this experienced person where I've had managers cancel one-on-ones with me. They just cancel them. They reschedule them all the time. They show up super late or they don't even show up. I've had that. And so what kind of message does that send? It's not a good message. Yeah, I totally agree. I've had the same thing happen. And Unfortunately, when I said something about it, it suddenly got flipped around and it was my problem. It was my fault. And I was like, wow, that's, no, no, no. This is, this is alternate reality somehow. <laughs> yeah. That one-on-ones are really important. You know, it's, it might be the only time a direct report gets to, to talk to their manager all week. So yeah, I agree. Rescheduling, no problem. Happens all the time. Canceling with no reason or no notice, bad juju. Yeah, they could have been looking for it all week. It's like, I'm looking for it all week to talk to you because I have this question, this doubt. And now all of a sudden, the meeting's been moved. It's been moved to next week. It's been canceled. You know, it's kind of disappointing. So, yep, absolutely. All right. Well, let's, let's transition now and talk a little bit about you. You have a lot of projects going on. So, tell us about those. You've kind of alluded to, to some of them, for example, with the list of 300 questions. So, break it down for us. What, what are your websites? What are your projects? Sure. So right now I'm working on a coaching platform using AI and I'm targeting helping people with behavioral job interviews. I've actually written a couple books on this, on the job interview. So you can find that at interviewigniter.com. 
So there's just such a great opportunity in AI now. And so I'm looking at how I can use that to help people and help people do better in getting a job. Then there's Managers Club. I started this as a passion project a long time ago. Maybe like you, Eric, you know, to share things about management as I was figuring them out myself. So I interview lots of managers to inspire other managers. So people tell their story. And so I run this at managersclub.com and there's a podcast and, and I even put YouTube videos out as well. And finally, I guess maybe the last major thing I do, you know, besides, you know, family stuff and, and things like that is I've written a couple books. I've written some eBooks. You can find me on Amazon books, mainly for managers. I have an engineering managers interview guide. I have books on uh, time management for engineering managers, how to run effective one-on-ones, things like that. So I think books are very interesting because it forces you to kind of codify and spell out a lot of things a little more than just a short you know, blog post. So anyway, th- those are like three of the major things I do right now. That's, that's a lot. That's good stuff. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's let's dive in a little bit more about you. And this is this is the lightning round where I ask questions that aren't aren't too personal, but they do give the listeners a chance to to learn a little bit more about you. So the first question is: If you could be in my seat, and and you are a podcast host, so maybe you've thought about this. If you could interview anybody, anybody at all, living or dead, who would it be and why? I would probably interview one of my heroes from history. Maybe someone like. Theodore Roosevelt, Winston Churchill, Abraham Lincoln. Like, I like to read a lot about historical figures. And so it'd be very interesting to have a podcast interview with them because, I mean, nobody has those. Yeah, I agree. That, that would be really neat. Could you imagine sitting down with Theodore Roosevelt? That would. Yeah. yeah. Imagine like the Joe Rogan Theodore Roosevelt episode or something. Oh, you know, I don't know, that'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, it would. <laughs> All right. My next question for you in this section, favorite vacation spot and why? Well, uh, my favorite spot, because we've been there a lot, my family and I like to go to Maui a lot. That's probably one of our favorite spots. We go there. Favorite spot, like idea I've never gone to, which I'd like to go. It's maybe something like, you know, Tahiti or Bora Bora or something like that. I've never been there, but I do like uh, tropical islands. You and me both. I was on Maui probably three years ago now, and did some fantastic scuba diving and just just loved it. I'd love to go back. So good stuff. That's great. Yeah. And my last question for you, sir, what brings you the most joy in your life? Spending time with my kids brings me a lot of joy. So for those who don't know, I have six kids and I really love spending time with them. Yeah. Sometimes it can be frustrating, but when things are going well and everyone's happy, it's just great. It's just fantastic. Just to be with your kids and they're happy and you're playing or you're doing something together. I think there's nothing more happy. Yeah, I agree. I have twin 14 year old daughters and it's just, it's amazing. And sometimes it is a little frustrating, you know, yeah. but, <laughs> totally. but the, the good outweighs the bad by an exponential factor. It's just, it's so much fun. It's yeah, really, yeah. really neat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When one of those, you know, where it's all clicking and everything's great and you're in a special place doing something with them or, or just even sitting around, it's just, it's so great. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, thank you, Fidel. I enjoyed our conversation very much. So thank you for coming. How can people find you if they want to learn more? Well, re- they could reach out to me on LinkedIn. So Vidal Grappera, you can find my LinkedIn profile. You can connect with me there. You can go to my website, VidalGrappera.com. And there there's links to a bunch of my different projects. 
Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Watch for my book, September 20th. We will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at gerardtrainingsolutions.com. 